HavanaDeprived.com is proud to present Top 8 Magic Podcast with Michael J. Flores and Brian David Marshall. Brought to your ears thanks to FaceToFaceGames.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to Top 8 Magic, Dragon or Drag Off of Dragons of Tarkir. Brian alleges this is going to be red and green, but if this goes at the same pace as black, I don't think it will have green also. Okay, well, you know, if we can avoid talking about kind of violent Girl Scout uh, assaults and, you know, 15-year-old Patrick Sullivan tournament reports. He, we... played, the, he played those cards at, like, a, a Star City Open. <laughs> like, it was, like, two years ago. Whatever. Just saying. One of us digressed more than the other. Yeah, it was you. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. You were apologizing about... Nathan Holton and his... Oh, it's true. I did go off the Ron Williams love. Uh, okay, so we're going to do red. Uh, it's 16 black cards that we liked. Um, Unopened Rise of the Eldrazi? Is there like a Stoneforge mystic in that one? There might be. No, that's in Worldwick. You lied! Oh, okay. It could be, though. It's possible. It's theoretically possible. Yeah. Uh, Atarka's a free. Atarka a free. 3R for a 5-1... Megamorph. Megamorph is 2R. When a Tarker Freed is turned face up, it deals one damage to target creature or player. Wow, that's expensive for just a nothing. You yeah. know what I would do? I would Megamorph it to make it nug itself <laughs> with the gaining the gaining the plus one plus one on the stack, so I would never have to look at it again. Then I would tear it up. <laughs> uh Tarka Pummeler, 4R for a 4-5. It has formidable. And so uh, 3RR, each creature you control can't be blocked this turn except by two or more creatures. Activate this ability only if creatures you control have total power 8 or greater. Wow. That ability is incredibly expensive to activate for an ability which essentially has no text. <laughs> yeah. Berserker's Onslaught, 3RR, Enchantment, attacking creatures you control have double strike. Wow. There's a card that's pretty expensive. Yeah. That no one will ever play. Okay. Uh, it's a card I really like. I, I know you're not as high on it as I am. Commune with Lava. XRR. Instant. Exile the top X cards of your library until the end of your next turn. You may play those cards. So this card could be good with Nykthos Shrine to Nyx. Yes. And... Do you think this could be played in just a regular red deck? Probably I mean, not. I think... I think I, so, like, I think if you look at, like... Some of the red-white decks that are yeah. getting to five and six mana anyway and mm-hmm. casting dragons or planeswalkers or whatever. Like, you know, if you have just some, like, kind of, like... And I could just see one or two of these in I those decks. I have a hard time imagining this is better than Outpost Siege. Like, there, there's going to be so many situations where you just flip up multiple lands or you flip up a card that you can't cast. It's too expensive. You know, I guess... Or it's just wrong to cast it this turn. You know, sure. like, oh, I need to get some answers. Like... You know, lava. I was gonna say God, but this is commun- communing with the God of lava. Or lava, give me a bunch of cheap removal, and instead they give you like one dragon. Be like, well, I can cast this. Mm, what's my procedure? Cast this one dragon, die in combat next turn. Like, lava. I mean, it's a playable card. We should keep it. First red card we're keeping. But I'm just. I think most of the situations that people are playing right now, I'd just rather have the siege. Okay. Uh, and this, this is a card I know, like, Shaheen Sarani, by the yeah. way. We were talking, he's like, stop talking about this card. Because I was Twittering about yeah. this card during the spoilers. Like, this card will always beat me. He's like, I can't beat this card. He's yeah. like, this card beats everything I like doing in Magic. Please stop talking yeah, about so it. so if Shaheen hates it, it's probably good. <laughs> I'm going to revise my position. I'm going to commune with the law. Uh, I, I also think this card is, like, something that you can play in, like, the Modern Storm deck. Oh, well. Like, I could certainly see... Like, well, I said to keep it. I'm just saying, yeah. I think most of the situations where people talk about playing it, it's just not as good as a siege. Sure. Uh, Crater Elemental, 2R for an 06. R, tap, sacrifice Crater Elemental. Crater Elemental deals 4 damage to target creature. So it's 4 mana total spread over mm. 2 turns. And it's an 06, which it's going to... Keep things at bay. Well, it costs so much for a wall, though. Yeah, and then Formidable 2R, Crater Elemental, has power 8. 
until end of turn. Activate this ability only if creatures you control have total power. What eight a or weird card. <laughs> it's a weird. It is a weird card. You know what? Nate, the first pizza cube Nate Heist ever won, he played the card Wall of Heat. Yeah. Was that, was that a 2 6? Uh, maybe a 1 two, 6. Eight? It might be a 1. I'm going to look it up. I, I know we're not supposed to look this up. I'm going to look up Wall of Heat. So I think it's a 3 mana 2 8. Might be a 2 6, though. Let's see. Wall. So do you. Do you uh, uh, is there any situation where you like the crater element? Hold. I'm looking up Wall of Heat. Wall of Heat. It's from Legends. So you know it's you know all the walls from Legends yeah, it's were good. A two six for three. So every so he won this pizza cube, right? People kept asking him, like, what's the combo with wall of heat? Right? And he was just like, it's just two six for three. And like no one would believe him. That like anyone would just play a two six for three. But he won the pizza cube. Imagine what he could have done. Beloved with this listener at home. If you lost to some dude with a 2 6 for 3 and constructed, I think it was probably like an extended PT. <laughs> it was like, like a Legends card. All right. Crater Elemental, 2 and an R for a lot of text. Can it hit players? No, just, only just creatures. creatures. Just creatures. Wow. And is that, that's rare? Yeah. Because they just don't want it to come up and draft it off because it's very confusing? I don't know. And it's and its other ability is only formidable. Yes. <laughs> this card is like an asterisk with an asterisk asterisk to it. That's what with, it with is. a big ass. Asterisk. It's got an asterisk. Um, we'll we'll drag it off. Yeah. This <laughs> Descent to the dragons. Ooh. R -R -R. Mythic rare. Sorcery. Mythic rare. Destroy any number of target creatures. For each creature destroyed this way, its controller puts a 4-4 red dragon creature token flying onto the battlefield. I would want this card to be super awesome. Like, basically, like, you can just sacrifice all of your wasps or your Elspeth tokens or whatever and just have a whole fleet of dragons. I love it. Are we keeping it? I can't see how. <laughs> Like, I, just, I just can't like it costs six yeah you gotta kill your own guys like so much can go wrong you can kill their guys <laughs> you know they get a dragon oh that's no good so much can go wrong with this card like if you're just gonna in the market for a wrath six would be too much it's a mythic rare commune with lava into that yeah, yeah. Uh, Draconic Roar. One R instant as an additional cost. To cast Draconic Roar, you may reveal a dragon card. Draconic Roar deals three damage to target creature. If you reveal the dragon or control a dragon, as you cast this, Draconic Roar deals three damage to that creature's controller. I bought four. Uh, yeah, this card seems uh, very reminiscent of Searing Blood or Searing Blaze or it's Searing anything. Sweet. Sweet little card. I mean, think about all the red dragons in particular people playing. Um, Th Thunderbreak Regent in particular is the most important one because he costs four. And Stormbreath Dragon. Yeah, so... In hand. I love Stormbreath Dragon. I play it every opportunity. I like Sarkin the Dragon Speaker. I like a Sarkin lot of... Sarkin doesn't count for this, right? Unless... I mean, you turn although, it on. Although if you yeah. activate your Sarkin, yeah. it works. I'm a big fan of those dragons. Those guys, you know, cost five... I'm a big fan of Colagon, like I said before. Mm. That guy costs six. I think Thunderbreak Regent costing four is such a big game for aggressive decks, like maybe lower curve aggressive mid-range deck. This card is really, really potent, in my opinion. I like it a lot. Okay. Um, we saved it, right? Yes. Dragon Fodder. Put two one one red uh, <coughs> goblin creature tokens onto the battlefield to reprint. Uh, yeah, I mean this card isn't very good, but I think it's going to be straight in to standard. Like it's just much worse than raise the alarm and much less powerful than hordling outburst. And yet, I think <laughs> it'd be straight in. Just goes in. Just goodbye. It's, it's, something. You know, it's that much closer to having a card with buyback in uh, with your soulfire. Yeah. Grandmaster. I mean, it's just much worse than Raise the Alarm, though, yeah. being sorcery instead of an instant. Uh, Dragon Tempest. One R enchantment. It's a rare. Whenever a creature with flying enters the battlefield under your control, it gains haste until end of turn. Whenever a dragon enters the battlefield under your control, it deals X damage to target creature or player. Oh, 
Where X is the number of dragons you control. I like this card. It gives it's like a two mana fires if you have a mind. Sure. If you only play with dragons, they all have haste. Yes. And then you could probably do two damage to your opponent at some point. Oh, you just cast like a lot of dragons. <laughs> a lot of dragons. Like what if I had Dragon Tempest and then like Dragon Fodder? So I have like multiple little guys, I cast like multiple <laughs> dragon fodders. Then like Eot, I'm like Dragon Roar, and then they're like do I take three? Like, no. And then I cast Descent of the Dragon. Well, I turn all my dragon fodders into four fours, which gain haste. Well, Descent of the Dragons and Dragon Tempest is actually like a thing. Only if you've cast multiple dragon fodders first. <laughs> if you just have the you two also, cards. You could also Hordling out first. If you only have those two cards, it's like eight mana, no, no, no effect. It's just nothing. You just have a dragon tempest to play. You cast the descent of the dragon, and then nothing happened. Yes. Okay, I'm waiting. I've got I've got these two cards. I love this card. Yeah, it's just... You want to keep this card? No. Okay. Are you kidding? All right, just checking. There are a lot of things that I love that have to be dragged off. I, I kind of, gotta tell you, I kind of like this card. Dragon, dragon Whisper. Whisper. I bought four. Yeah, RR for a 2-2, Human Shaman. And then it's a lot of abilities. Yeah. R, Dragon Whisperer gains flying until end of turn. Like it. One R, Dragon Whisperer gets fire breathing, plus one, yeah. plus zero until end of turn. A little expensive, but it's, yeah. it's still good. It's still fine. And then formidable. So if you have eight power or greater, yeah. four RR, put a four, four red dragon creature token flying onto the battlefield. Activate this ability only if you have power. This card is sweet. I mean, there are actually going to be situations where your only guy is Dragon Whisperer. You put, like, a bunch of mana into the second ability. It doesn't be a lot, right? You put, like, six mana in the second ability to get um, uh, a bunch of power. Actually, it has to be more than six, right? Yeah, you can't You can't do this. You, no, there's no human alive will ever... You need to put 12 mana in to yeah. get him to eight, and then another six to... Uh, yeah, no to, human alive to act, So, according to your email, Madman Season 7 is now on Netflix. It is, yeah. I think it's... I think it's pro that your email tells you that. Yeah. You don't think anyone's ever going to do that, all those no, things? No, I don't think those things are once. I think they'll probably just play some other creatures. And... Well, maybe get a little bit of pump in to get Maybe a little bit of pump, sure. I think this card's awesome. I, I bought four already. I think that... I'll double save it just to be sure. It's like a 2-2 two, two for two. Yeah. That's way better than some cards that we've kept in the past. Yeah. <laughs> There's other relevant abilities. Uh, Dragonlord Servant, 1R for a 1-3. Goblin Shaman... Dragon spells you cast cost one less to cast. Playable. I think, Keep? yeah, I th I, it's going to be a hard, hard to find the right home for it, but it's got to be playable, right? Like, he's got three butt. He can block a lot of things. Um, he can actually attack. Like, he can Triggers get... your read. Yeah, he can, like, get in a tussle with a lot of crappy creatures in the early game. You're just up... A, you're Like, you just go, like, second turn Dragonlord Servant... And he works with Descent to the... You know, he's a creature for Descent to the Dragons. Well, yeah, seriously. You can go second turn Dragonlord Servant, third turn um, uh, Thunderbreak Regent. Sure. That's a great curve. Yeah. You didn't lose anything. You right. still have a Servant. Right. I think... Playable. I mean, I, I, okay. I think it'd be tough to, to really find the spot for him, but I don't want to cut right. it. Dragon Medallion, basically. Yeah. Uh, hardened Berserker. 3-2 for 2 and an R. Human Berserker... Whenever Hardened Berserker attacks, the next spell you cast this turn costs one less to cast. I mean, this is like an interesting experiment right there. Yeah, like, I like we, the ability a lot. Can we make this cool ability? How bad does the creature have to be that we put the ability on? And the answer is bad enough that we'll never find out if the yeah. ability is good. Uh, impact Tremors, 1R, Enchantment. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, Impact Tremors deals one damage to each opponent. There are a lot of things about this card that could make it very good. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Iron Shaman. Iron Shaman, 1R. For an Orc Shaman, it's a rare, it's a 2 1 or 2. Iron Shaman can't be blocked except by two or more creatures. Megamorph is R. R. Wow. And then when Iron Shaman is turned face up, exile the top card of your library until end of turn you can play that card. This card seems great. I bought four already. This is yeah. my favorite red card. This card seems just great. Yeah. Like it's just like you play it on turn two. It's tough to block, not impossible to block. But tough to block, gets gets damaging consistently, and once you're in the mid game, you just play a face down. Like if you're in top deck mode and you draw an Iron Shaman, just play a face down. You know, like for R, you have a three two now, and then you could just be like you know flipping up right. a dragon or you know, burn spell or yeah. even just a land gets you a card deeper. Cartoon sweet. 
Uh, Kindled Fury, R, instant. Target creature gets plus one, plus zero, and gains first strike until end of turn. People aren't playing the Convoke version of no, this. No, not good enough. Colagon uh, Aspirant, another 2-1 for two. It costs one R. Human Warrior, whenever Colagon Aspirant becomes blocked by a creature, Colagon Aspirant deals one damage to that creature. That's an interesting... Kind of an interesting card. Yeah. It's tokens, and... I mean, we've so had... He's like basically this, unblockable by we've tokens. We've seen this right? ability before. Um, do you want to keep it or get rid of it? I don't think... There's too many good two-drops, right? Yeah, I, I'm... I, I would be surprised. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I, I could certainly see it being played in some scenario, but I don't see it being played in a deck. Colagon uh, Forerunners. Uh, 2R for a star 3 Human Berserker. Trample. Colagon Forerunners' power is equal to the number of creatures you control, and it also has dash 2R. That's like a Keldon Warlordish card. Yeah. And it's unlikely to be good enough. But, you, you know, if you dash this in after the turn after, like, you know, just, I mean, just for example, if you went, like, Dragon Fodder, Hordling Outburst, and then, like, next, this next turn, you dash this guy in. So he's like a seven power or whatever. Well, he's, six he's a six. Power. He's a six power. Okay. Trample. I mean, still, still only three toughness. I mean, that's, you know, whatever. But I don't, I don't think he'll see play. Yeah, I, 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 I like the card a lot. I mean, I like Keldon Warlords. Yeah. You know. Ilon of Countless Battles. Uh, you could play that if you want. Ooh, okay. Yeah, that and card then, is actually not that bad. Yeah, and people barely play it. No, people don't play it, yeah. Colagon Stormsinger R for a 1-1 one, one haste. Uh, Megamorph R. Uh, and then when a Colagon Stormsinger is turned face up, target creature gains haste until turn. I think this card might be playable. This card reminds me of Goblin Bushwhacker. It doesn't do the same thing as Goblin Bushwhacker, where it like boosts the whole yeah. team. Uh, I don't think so. I think there's other cards that are cheap that are in similar vein that yeah. are very good that are gonna push this guy out. Like, there's only so many red aggro creatures. Right, that and the, pro the problem is you still compete need with each other. And the problem is you still need to play this on turn three. And then do something else where you have an extra I mean, mana. The card's to... just better than a Raging Goblin, though, right? Yeah. So, Raging Goblin's a playable card. Maybe I'm wrong. All right, let's 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 keep it and delete it later. Oh, but wait. wait. What's the next card? Lightning, Lightning Berserker. Berserker. R for a 1-1. One, one. Lightning Berserker gets plus one, plus zero until end of turn. Dash R. And yet, Lightning Berserker is a million times better than the previous card. <laughs> and it's not even close. If you drew this card in the mid-game, it's like the perfect card to draw if you're, if you're in top yeah. mode and have a ton of land. Or this is the perfect card to draw after a wrath. You just play this card in the first turn, or like, and then like play a land and attack, and then your opponent's just like, turf, I'm not blocking with my Sylvan carry added. Yeah, you, you just you buy four this. of these? Huh? Did you buy four of these? No. Okay. Should I have? I don't know. You're, you're, you're talking it up. I think it's very good. Yeah, it, it is very good. I just bought the cards that I thought would, yeah. would be expensive and like go up in price rapidly. I, I bought a lot of cards, actually. Uh, lose Calm, 3R, Sorcery, gain control of target creature until end of turn. Untap that creature. It gains haste until end of turn. and can't be blocked this turn except by two or more creatures. Yeah, this card's crappy. Like, for Threaten to make it a little bit harder to block, they added a whole mana, which is yeah. double plus ungood. Magmatic Charm, 1R, Sorcery, creatures without flying can't block this turn. It's just a falter. Falter, falter. doesn't get played. Calcisma Behemoth, 2R for a 5-5. Five five. Calcisma Behemoth can't attack or block unless you pay 2. It's kind of an interesting card. Or you get to get it into play but then you for turn for 3, forever. but you can attack with it on turn 4 for 2 mana. Yeah. Mm, not probably good enough. <laughs> not, probably not. But it's kind of a cool card. Look, I, okay, if I was, like the design of it is all I'm if saying. If there were just a card that was like R3, so red and 3... Five five. How would you feel about that card? I mean, you know, is, is this? I know, is this during like when alliances is no, being released? No, right now. A five five <laughs> for four. Not right. too excited. You wouldn't be too excited. Yeah. I wouldn't see play. So like this one that's like three, but really five, yeah. and then seven, and however much can't possibly be good enough. Uh, rending volley. Our rending volley can't be countered by spells or abilities. Rending Volley deals four damage to target white or blue creature. I have to imagine this card is... It's an instant. 
And it's, Very good. But it's a full one mana, two low to beat up a Baneslayer Angel. Does that matter? No. I think okay. what it, it's, it's, it's R and it kills a Deceiver Exarch. Ooh. And it can't be countered. I like that. Right? I mean, that seems to me like the most. It kills a Restoration Angel. It, I like it. You know, it breaks up breaks up multiple combos. No one games with Baneslayer Angel at all anymore? No. They just game with um, Batter Skull now? Yeah. Even if they're white? I don't know. I haven't seen a ba- I haven't seen a Baneslayer Angel in a long time. Tons of people game with Batter Skulls. Like Blue red yeah. control there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, roast. I one- did buy four of this, in case you were wondering. Yeah. One yeah. R. Roast deals five damage to target creature without flying. Yeah. Still good enough? I mean, Tassiger, Siege Rhino, Corsair Crufix. Get in line. <laughs> you guys, this is all dinner. We're having Rhino for dinner. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Saber, how, what temperature do you need to cook that to? R1. Yeah. <laughs> Sabertooth Outrider. R1. 3R for 4-2 Trample. Formidable. Whenever Sabertooth Outrider attacks, the creatures you control have total power 8 or greater. It gains first strike until end of turn. Bleh. Sarkin's Rage. 4R Instant. Sarkin's Rage deals 5 damage to target creature or player. If you control no da- dragons, Sarkin's Rage deals 2 damage to you. Take that lava axe. This is a lava axe that is an instant. That, that also has a drawback. That but also hits creatures. Mm. Like just constructed. This card's insane. You think this is constructed? I mean, I'm sorry. I'm I'm unlimited. Unlimited. Okay. This card's insane. And constructed. This card is not really playable. I was confused. Yeah, yeah, I was too. Obviously. Five casting cost burn spell with the downside. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> what? No. All right, continue. Uh, Sarkin's Triumph. 2R, instant, search your library for a dragon creature card, reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. I thought long and hard about this card. This card seems like it should be close to good enough. That's least. the sound of all cookies going in the garbage. Oh, the cookies way. have been gone yeah. for like an hour. <laughs> yeah, you do agree? Like, it's just... Feels like it should be good. Like, just go get a Storm Breath Dragon. But is that worth a card in your deck? Like, you're just going to draw dragons. Like, like, what if you're going to play this card? What if you just, instead of playing this card at all, you just played, like, four more dragons? Right? Doesn't that accomplish the same goal, but you just have the dragons what if, what if you really want to draw your Colagon? Just play, I mean, you, like, look, I'm playing, like, a... How many... So, I'm going to ask you some dumbish questions. So sure. I some context. So, you're playing some how, sort of red-black deck. How many dragons am I going to play? Let's say you're playing six dragons. How many Colagons am I going to play? You're playing one Colagon. What are my other dragons? I don't know. Storm Breath dragons, or Thundermaw regents, or whatever they're called. Yeah. And one Deathbringer regent. I'm playing like a dragon theme deck. I don't know. Ish. Yeah. I don't know. I was like, what if my deck had like Imperial Hellkite? <laughs> But I was playing Tarwin Castle's deck from the oh, Onslaught Pro Tour. From, from Venice? Yeah, what do you have, like, 11 dragons? Yeah, something like None that. None of them castable? No, no. <laughs> um, I don't know. This card seems not not good to you. I think this card is very close to being playable. Like, it's just, at two, for sure I would play it. Right. I would, like, I think it's it's sorcery or instant? It's instant. Instant is, like, ooh. Oh, into the oh, turn, I'm... I'm saving it. I, I actually just... My brain read that as a sorcery, even though I looked at the words instant. Yeah. That's... that's it's instant. real close. Like, you just have your mind up. You're like, I've got a stoke, or I've got yeah, whatever. Yeah, here's the thing, though, right? Like, at four, this card's just not good enough, right? Right. Instant sorcery, whatever the hell it is. Not good enough at four. So at three, you loosen up a little bit, but, like, when you're... And you're in the, when you're in the market for tutors... It's a. Uh, I mean, instant speed. What day is this? Twenty third. What day is your birthday? Tomorrow. I knew your birthday was this week. Yeah, I thought it was the twenty first. Yeah, it's like a week after yours. Happy yeah. birthday. Same to you. Now people know what what, what our birthdays are. No, they don't because they don't know when this goes live. Uh, I mean, everyone knows when my birth my birthday's on Facebook. Your birthday's on Facebook. My birthday's not on Facebook. Your birthday's not on Facebook. No. No. So what happened this year was I never get birthday wishes, and I was just always like, how come I don't ever get birthday wishes? Like. 
Every idiot I know gets like a bazillion birthday wishes. No one ever says happy birthday to me. Last year, just Chris Massioli, who has the same birthday as me, right. said happy birthday. And then I realized I just don't have public birthday on Facebook. I'm like, but I did that on purpose because I don't want my identity to get stolen. <laughs> so I don't have uh. public, Facebook, uh, public birthday on Facebook. But this year, my sister put a picture of me holding that Star City token oh, picture. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, oh, look at this birthday present my brother got. And then so everyone liked the picture, which made it so, like, right. it was similar to getting happy birthday wishes. So Facebook registered that as, like, 106 happy birthday wishes or something. Even though it wasn't really happy birthday wishes, it was, like, people just liking this picture sure. of me holding a picture of me. Yeah. Well, it was just a cute picture, actually, yeah. to, be, to be fair. Um, so, yes or no one. So I'm, I'm saving it. Right, I'm, can, I'm not fighting you saving it. I'm, I'm looking for reasons to like it. We can delete it later. <laughs> Scream Reach. <laughs> Scream Reach Brawler. 2R for a 2-3 Orc Berserker. And then it just has dash 1R. Yeah, get out of here. Seismic Rupture. 2R Seismic Rupture deals 2 damage to each creature without flying. So it's did, a, did I buy Thund- Thunderbreak Regents? I don't remember if well, I did we'll or not. We'll find out soon enough. Um, how do you feel about this card? Mm. Uh, Two damage I mean, to just, each creature without flying. It's just like just like a red drown in sorrow. It's just like much worse than many options that are yeah. currently legal. Yeah, no good. Yeah, that people don't even necessarily play. But yeah. one of my favorite things that you can do is actually just play Soulfire Grandmaster and cast Anger of the Gods. Like, how much life are you going to gain off of that? Quite a bit. How yeah, much quite a bit. You, same thing with this. Except for you gain substantially less life sure. it's two versus three yeah and you're gonna kill way fewer creatures and this only hits non-flying creatures right there's nothing about this card to like okay. i'm not sure what you're trying to get I'm nothing i'm just asking i'm just asking questions yeah sprinting war brute four r for five four tax each turn if able it's an ogre berserker and it has dash three r Mm. So this is the card you were talking about earlier four mana haste five power creature mm. no thanks uh, Stormcrag Elemental, 5R, Trample, 5-5, five, five, Megamorph, 4RR. So for 9 mana, you get a 6-6, six, six, Trample. Keep going. Stormwing Dragon. So this is, we've seen this cycle, this is the Uncommon Morph Uncommon 3-3. Three, three. So it's a 3-3, three, three. it unmorphs for 7, it has Flying and First Strike, and then when you unmorph it, uh, put a plus 1, plus 1 counter on each other dragon. We can... Ignore it. Summit Prowler. This is looks almost exactly like the Summit Prowler from Cons of Tarkir, except that they drew dragons in the background. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> it's the exact same art, except there's two or three dragons flying. Is this just like an Easter egg? Yeah, it's kind of an Easter egg. They also changed the flavor text to sort of mirror the two timelines, which is kind of cool. All right. Uh, well, tail slash. Needless to say, it's yeah. getting dragged off. Yeah. My dragons. I can see yeah. them coming yeah. to Got drag it. it away. Dragging it away. Uh, tail slash. 2R instant target creature you control deals damage equal to its power to target creature you don't control. Unlike a lot of cards that do this sort of it ability. It doesn't fight. It's, it's not fighting. It's yeah. just a sucker punch. Costs three, though. Yeah. Isn't there one that costs red and one? I don't even know. No one even plays. Yeah, no. Fall of the Hammer, right? Yeah. Fall of the Hammer is the same card for red and one? I think so. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Uh, Thunderbreak region. All right, so R for a four-four flying. Whenever a dragon you control becomes a target of a spell or ability, an opponent controls. Thunderbreak region deals three damage to that player. So it's like I play this. You have to deal with it. Worst case scenario, I bolt you. Yeah, but it's actually so much better than that. Like Thunderbreak region into Stormbreath Dragon, for example, is incredibly problematic for the opponent. Sure. Or if what if you just have two Thunderbreak Regents? If they so let's say they have to deal with one, they're going to deal with it. Take six. Sure. This card is bananas. It's four four flying for four in red. It's just yeah. It's just bananas. Like I, I think this ability is great. If it was just four four flying in red, I'd probably not play it. I think there are like enough other cards that are good, but like. In the context of a dragon set, you know, yeah, I, I do. So here's here's a question: yeah. Do you think that Pro Tour Dragons of Tarkir will break the record for total number of dragons in the top eight of a Pro Tour? The previous record being Darwin Castles eleven. 
Well, Darwin Castle had, no, no, total dragons, right? Yeah. So Darwin Castle had 11, but there were quite a few dragons in that top eight because other people played Rorix. Oh, right. right so right, the right. Goblin decks and Red White slide decks both played Rorix. So I'd have to, I don't I'm know. I'm going to say no. You don't think it's going to break the record? I'm going to say no. Because there's multiple top eights where there were multiple players with eight or more dragons in their deck, right? Yeah, no. I'm so, say no. um, okay. Yeah, I think that if. I'm just, I, I think you're just going to see people who still are going to play some of the other. My, you know, new decks, but like, you know, or new versions of old decks, but still like playing along the line certain strategies. Like I, I'm working on something that I haven't done the research yet. I've been just thinking off the top of my head which Pro Tours had a lot of dragons. Like, um, Kibler played the one and we had Rith. Johnny had Rith also. And then Zvi had two-headed dragon in that top. Yeah. Player. I want to say Kibler had two Rith. Johnny had two Rith. And Zvi had three two-headed. Does that sound about right? It sounds about right. Um, that's fewer dragons than just Darwin Castle played. You know? <laughs> but there's... A, right, he top eight, he top eight in Venice, right? Yeah. Darwin Castle has another top eight with a deck with dragons. You'll never guess what dragon it is. I think it's Croesus. What? He played Croesus. Do you remember in the... Do you remember the top eight where Darwin makes top eight, loses to Kai? Um, so Darwin gets like a second turn Croesus, plays it, hits Kai for his hand. So guy has nothing, okay? So, like, you gotta figure Darwin's gonna win the game, right? right? Was, this, was this, like, this was, like, a Shallow Grave kind of deck? Uh, like... Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, yeah, Animate would, Dead Yeah, it was Shallow Grave, because that's how you hit them with the so curses. So, he gets him, he gets him, so Kai has no hand, right? It's third turn. So, Kai just, he, he only discards blue cards, right? But not, not his yeah. land. So, so, Kai has lands in his hand still. Kai draws his card, puts out his land, he's like, shrug. Illusions of Grandeur go. So, God, Gates is at like 24 or whatever. Like, right? So then, so Darwin hits him again, names blue, right? Like, he doesn't, he knows he doesn't have any cards. Because he just like took his blue, right? So he's just like, all right, pay the upkeep, draw my card, play my land, donate. <laughs> just game. Just like, <laughs> how great is that? So I was like, literally, Darwin gets like a Croesus, gets Kai's whole hand. Oh. Guys, no, no non-land cards. Like, I would, I would listen to that bad beat story for free. Normally, bad beat stories are a dollar. Is that a bad beat story? This is from, just from a Dar- great story. From Darwin's side of the table, that's a pretty big bad beat story. He literally just like eh, rip illusions, play it, gain twenty. Like, all right, pay the upkeep. Eh, rip, donate, kill you. <laughs> all right, getting back to cards. Tormenting voice. Hasn't seen play yet. No, that card's playable. Yeah, people playing Tormenting Voice. Raphael Levy played it at Pro Tour Cons of Tarkir. Did he? I he did. I don't remember this. I think that card's pretty good. All right. There are many decks I like, think, oh, should I play Tormenting Voice? Um, the answer has been no for the most part. <laughs> but Raphael Levy played it at Pro Tour Cons of Tarkir. I still might delete it when we go through this. <laughs> But there's the other one. Yeah. Uh, Twin Bolt. One oh, wait, wait. So the other one is a picture of Sarkin having a headache, right? Yeah. And this one is a picture of Ugin having yeah. a headache? Yeah. How is that? Because wasn't Sarkin tormented by the I memory of Ugin? I don't, I, don't, I don't really pay that. I'm sorry. I hate to say this. You don't, don't know about the story? To the story line. Well, we're going to change you is... from being Protor Historian to Magic Storyline Historian, and then you're going to have to then start. I would have to, then I would have to know. Uh, Twin Bolt, 1 R for an instant. Twin Bolt deals 2 damage divided as you choose among 1 or 2 target creatures and or players. So it divides 2? So it's a Fork Bolt for an instant. For, for 2 mana. At, at instant. instant. Yeah. I have a hard time believing this card isn't playable. I do too. Like, it's not outstanding, but I play Fork Bolt in Legacy, and it's great. Right. Right? So... Is the instant version of Fork Bolt pretty good for standard? Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. like it's outstanding in Legacy. Right. Because it's R. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a different world. Yeah. But, like, this is an instant. And you're, ta- you're, you're not talking about a format where the thing that you're killing is, like, some grossly overpowered creature like a Deathrite Shaman. Right? Right. Like, so the competition is also lower in terms of the creatures you have to fight. Right. I mean, but you can kill, like, a Soulfire Grandmaster... Or whatever. Oh, no, I, I have a hard time believing this card isn't yeah. good. Like, you also can, like, you know, you get their Monastery Mentor and then clean up two tokens later. Yeah. Or so. dome you to the face. Sure. Yeah, it's... Grow it's, my Seeker of the Way. Yeah, this card seems fine to me. 
uh, vandalize for our sorcery. Choose one or both. Destroy target artifact. Destroy target land. Wow. Oh, this is going to go into I value. I choose neither. <laughs> We're straight into value cube. Uh, volcanic rush. For our attacking creatures, get two plus two plus zero and gain trample until end of turn. So this is trumpet blast plus for two more mana you get trample. Playable at RR one or no? Probably. Well, trumpet blast is R one is R two. I'm just saying at RR one is this playable? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Like some kind of a token horde deck or something. Can you imagine that? Like RR one in a format with like Goblin Rabble Master. Okay. I don't know. Still don't know. Yeah, you got to make a room. lot of damage. I mean, like I'm, I'm wondering if a Tarkus command makes makes. Uh, I think space in some of these decks. All right, but yeah, I, I mean, obviously, Vol- just not even a ma- doesn't even matter at not this. Not five, no yeah. way. So Vol- seven mana Vol- here. Vision. Five RR. Return target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard to your hand. Volcanic vision deals damage equal to that card's converted mana cost to each. Creature, your opponent's control. Exile volcanic vision. Wait, so return target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard to your hand. Volcanic vision deals damage equal to that card's converted mana cost to each creature your opponent's control. Yes, it's a one-sided. This is basically like uh, what was it? Uh, plague wind. Well, plague wind. What was the red card that was like? It was like Searing seven. Wind. It was like volcanic wind or something. It was R R R. It was four R's and three, and it was like flame, d- flame break, flame, flame break. wave, flame wave, whatever. So it's certainly like that. I mean, those cards. You got to be getting a big card though. Yes. What if Why you, do you have to exile volcanic vision? What's because the, they don't. I guess they don't want you setting up the volcanic vision loop. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I mean, of all the things that you can do, is the volcano? Oh wow. I draw the line at the volcanic vision loop. No one will be dealing seven damage to creatures two turns in a row. Well, it would be every turn for the rest of the game. Well, I mean, how long is the rest of the game going to be? Like, I'm taking my mana and going home, and I'm going to close my deck box. That's too expensive. It's, I mean, you could, if it's you a could, sweet card. If you could do the volcanic vision loop, I would maybe revise my position. Yeah. This card, by the way... Is pretty much the nutter butters in limited commander. Oh, in command because it's your opponent's control. So it's all. Oh, so all you're playing like a five players. player game. You're like, uh, you know what? I'm gonna return this ridiculously overcosted instant and or sorcery that nobody plays in any format other than commander with this volcanic vision that nobody plays anywhere but commander just, and kill all say of these your guys. Ludicrous things about commander. Why doesn't somebody just remand you? It's we, just not done because you kill that person because that person's not having any fun. It's fun for me not to get volcanic vision. Oh, okay. So you remand it, and this happens next turn. No, because I killed you. You can't kill me because you're an idiot. You spent seven <laughs> man for no effect, and I drew a card. Idiot. Okay. Because because remand is kind of a like finger in the. T- you know, stemming the tide against, like, you're playing a five-player game or a four-player game, what are you going to do? Remand one spell? Like, if you're playing a combo deck or whatever. I mean, people play it. People play counters. They're just, you know, kind of jerky. What, so everyone's playing a five-player game? Like, counters have got to be bad you can play you a play a three more play- than one opponent. You can, right, exactly. You can play a three-player game, four-player game. I've played a nine-player game. Like, just... Oh my God. A nine-player game of magic is was, fun. It was a nine-player game, and I locked everybody out with Brian Elemental and Vesuv and Shapeshifter. I got all eight players locked down under it. How do you get... When do you get your next turn? Is it like one turn an hour at nine players? Well, it went pretty quick there. I was at some store in, like, San Jose or Sacramento or something waiting for my flight. I had an afternoon flight, and so I was like... I was, so I, like, played... And then I basically looped locked everyone yeah. for two turns and then there was one guy who was next to me and i waited until it was just his turn and i'm like okay i'm gonna go now my cab's here and i conceded and then he got to untap yeah. and then he killed everybody anyway so that's a long story for not playing volcanic vision warbringer three r for three three dash costs you pay cost two less Dash 2R. That's a powerful... That's a really powerful card. Including you can dash it, he's in play, and then yeah. dash everybody else. 
And yet... And yet, probably not going to play it. Three, three, for four. Yeah. And ticks. It would be kind of interesting, like, design-wise, if he was just, like, a rampart. Like, if he was some sort of wall. Or if he was, like, Zergo Bellstriker, so he only costs, like, R. Yeah. Then, like... Then I think that you'd be like, oh, wow, this is really interesting. Speaking of Zergo Bellstriker, it's the last red card. I'm just going to go ahead and save it. Drag it on. I don't remember if I bought that one. I don't think I did. So Zergo Bellstriker R for a legendary creature orc warrior... Can't block creatures with power two or greater. Dash one R two two. Just like Legendary that. creature. Outstanding card. Just great card, right? Just this is great. Yeah, like this card's pretty comparable to Rakdos Cackler, which was just a whiz bang for of yeah uh, in its in its era. This guy can. The the issue with this obviously is that you can't play. You like you could have openings where you went Cackler and then Cackler something else. Do something yeah, else. you can't. You can't do that with him as a legend. But I think, you know, the counterbalance of that is that you've got dash with this card. Just kills the opponent out of nowhere sometimes. Yeah. Anything with dash is uh, something to be considered. So let's, let's recap red cards. We kept Commune with Lava. Keep. Draconic Roar. Keep. Dragon Fodder. Shitty and keep. Yeah. Dragon Whisper. Great and keep. Dragon Lord Servant. I I think this is a keep. I'm, yeah, I, mean, I think with the Regent, I think you definitely Yeah, it's just it. like two into the three is so yeah. strong. Uh, Iron Shaman. Very exciting for the, for me this yeah. card. Yeah. Uh, Colgan Stormsinger. Let's delete this one. Delete. I mean, and Lightning Berserker will keep. Excellent. I think this card's excellent. Yeah, I do too. Uh, Rending Volley. Side, great sideboard card. Roast. Outstanding card. Yeah, Roast. outstanding card. Sarkin's Triumph. So this is this is one of our our question marks. Cut it. He's then not let's that leave bad. It. He's I think not it's, that bad. Yeah. It's just not that bad. Yeah. Uh Thunderbreak Regent. Outstanding. Outstanding. Uh Tormenting Voice. I'm just gonna delete it anyway. We kept it. Mind Rot. I don't care. I don't care if Raph played it. I still don't believe it's constructed playable. <laughs> we kept Mind Rot. Oh, my. <laughs> Twin Bolt. It's got it's to be playable. And Zergo Bellstringer. So red. We have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. 13 and a half cards. 13 cards, and they're all for sure going to be pretty good. Except maybe that stupid Dragon Tutor. <laughs> Do you want to do green, or do you want to, uh... I mean, we're at, like, 41 minutes. Let's do artifacts. Okay. Let's just do artifacts. And then do green else when. So, artifacts are, are pretty easy to do. Are they just banners? Well, so, there's, there's a few that aren't banners. So, there's Ancestral Statue for, for a golem. When Ancestral Statue enters the battlefield, return a non-land permanent you control to its owner's hand. It's a 3-4. Wait, so it's 4 for a 3-4. Does it have... Wait, let me read this card. 4 for a 3-4. I've never seen this card. I don't know how... When it it enters the battlefield, return a non-land permanent... Oh, I thought from a graveyard. No, no. I'm so No. <laughs> Wait a second. A 3-4 for 4 that rebuys a card? No. This has got to be the greatest card ever. I'm no, just like, instead, it's kind of one of the worst. Yeah, it's like really terrible. Yeah. Sorry, but just, just not being from the graveyard. Yeah. Um, I'm going to just, we'll just do all the, we're going to do all the monuments okay. at once. Let's talk about the other cards. Custodian of the Trove, 3 mana. For a 2-5 Defender... Custodian of the Trove enters the battlefield tap. Well, we'll let you know when we're saving it. This one's much worse than Ancestral Statue. I think I must have seen Ancestral Statue and then just erased it from memory because it was so bad. I don't know how I thought about that it was the graveyard just now. Dragonloft Idol, four mana for a 3-3 three, three artifact creature gargoyle. As long as you control a dragon, Dragonloft Idol gets plus one, plus one, and has flying and trample. It's going to be like 3-3 three, three flying trample for four if you have a dragon. It would be a 4-4 four, four flying trample. For no, if you've got a dragon, I don't know if you need this guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Gate Smasher, three mana for uh, an equipment... Gate Smasher can be attached only to a creature with toughness 4 or greater. Equipped creature gets plus 3, plus 0, and has trample. Equip 3. I'll let you know if we keep anything. Uh, Keeper of the Lens, 1. For a 1-2, you may look at face-down creatures you don't control. Wow. We're just and not... In, it's the Inquirer. Not good cards. Uh, then we have Spider Silk Net. This zero. is a reprint, right? Yeah, zero mana for a equipment. Equipped creature gets plus zero, plus two, and has reach. Equip two. 
whatever. Stormrider rig, two mana, artifact creature, artifact equipment, equip creature gets plus one, plus one. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, you may attach Stormrider rig to it. It's kind of a cool card. Kind of a cool card. Not good enough to play. Tapestry of the Ages, four mana, two, tap, draw a card, activate this ability only if you've cast an on-creature spell. This card is so good to being, I mean, so close to being good, and so far. Like, at 4-2, you might play, if it was just 4-2. At 4-2, I would, I would probably not play it at 4-2, but I would think real hard. If this were 2-2. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. But at 4 2, I'm like, oh. At 4 2, and you have to do something. That first four is problems, <laughs> though. Vial of Dragonfire. Yeah, this, this is a card that's interesting to talk about. Two mana for an artifact. Two and tap, sacrifice. Vial of Dragonfire. Vial of Dragonfire deals to damage to a creature. So this card is Goes excellent with if this. That blue guy. Right. We can go fetch it with the. Uh, I forget what he's called already, but... He also gets Hunt, like that bow, yeah. Seeker bow or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I played against a deck that was based around that on Moto at some point, and they didn't have Vile of Dragonfire. So, someone was able... Someone did, At the pre-release, someone actually searched up Vile of Dragonfire. But that guy can also tap for Colorless Mana to cast right. artifacts. Yeah, yeah. So, and he had like a lot of... Whatever that 6-6 six, six guy is that if it dies, you take 6. Scuttling Doom Engine? Yeah, so, I mean, I hate to admit that I lost to this. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Like, he attached, like... Are you, are you saving Vile of Dragonfire? I don't know. I mean, if that card is playable, it's gotta be. All right, so then, now there's Monument. And, then, and right. then there's Monument. So there's a Monument for each dragon. They're all the same. And they're right? all basically the same. Add red or green to your mana pool, and then four red-green... Um, the monument becomes a 4-4 four, four red and green dragon artifact creature with flying until end of turn, or a green-white, green, white, green you know, flying creature until end of turn, etc., etc. So how do you feel about these cards? Are any of them going to see play? Like, they seem like historically the kind of card that just is, that there's a reward for having this in the, their deck. What's the three casting ones we heard? Rakdos, what's it was called? Whatever it was. For yeah. Like, then the, for R, RB, you get a 3-1 first strike. Yeah, yeah. For GW, you get a 3-3 three, three trample. Yeah. I played multiple of those in Constructs, and they were excellent. Yeah. Like the, I mean, the Rakdos one was just, like, one of the best cards in Standard at the time. Like, it was very, very... If you weren't really, um, like, kind of abreast of, of playing a lot of Standard, it might have been, not been something that you realize. Like, that guy just, like, beat... Tarmogoyf. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, Thrag Tusk left and right. Like a natural five three Thrag Tusk loses in combat to that yeah. card. Then it just goes kills the buddy that he yeah. left behind. Um, it's an excellent offensive card in a deck with Wraths. You know. Also, you just play it on turn three, and then you immediately can go out into Thunderball Hellkite on turn four on, on acceleration. Really, really powerful cards. The that cycle. Um, but there were only a couple of them were playable. Only the I think the red, black, and green, white, and blue, white ones were particularly playable. I don't know if you if you recall. Yeah. Um, these were really interesting from an acceleration standpoint. But they all did. They also all did slightly different things and had slightly different costs. Yeah, like yeah, first strike versus but like three three trample was pretty bad compared to three one first. Sure. Strike, right. But the blue white one um, had flying, I think, and like some sort of looting maybe. Um, was it flying and looting? Anyway, I think that the monuments are close. Uh, I mean, I could certainly see uh, in a deck that has, you know, that is playing like Mithrealized or Mastery of the Unseen and just like a ton of Wraths yeah. as like suddenly you have a third kill condition. Like you're like, oh, clean up the board, untap, attack on my Ojitai monument or my Selimgar monument in a blue-black control deck as just... Like a, a sweeper, if you're like it. Also, like the, what's interesting about it to me is it gets you a little closer to uh, Ugin. But well, I was kind of saying I, I, I think great the same, interaction with Ugin because Ugin doesn't kill these. Oh, right, Ugin does not kill these. So, so like to me, if you're playing some sort of, and I guess the Ugin decks, I just think of them as blue black in general. Although they could be blue white now. Oh, green based decks often play Ugin. Yeah, like big fat green deck. Um, Which is weird because they have so many permanents. Right, but the blue the the blue black decks I certainly also 
Blue white. Or the like grow or the green blue or the green blue or the salt tie dance. Blue white plays it. Yeah. But like the yeah, the idea that, you know, the sketch will look there a turn earlier and doesn't you know, you don't just wipe it out with your your Ugin. But six mana to commit on your own turn to get an attack. It's it's not it's something really you're ever gonna, it's not something you're ever gonna commit until that last turn, right? I mean, it's not something that you're ever gonna be happy spending money. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean I think these cards are close. But I don't think they're ultimately probably gonna be good. I would my I would guess that if any get played, it'll be either the Ojitai Monument or the Selmgar Monument. Because of Ugin. Just because of Ugin and because of the types of decks that those colors represent, right? They're, those are the two colors with Wrath. Black, you know, like assuming you're going to want to pair your Wraths with blue. Yeah. Right, just traditionally. You're either going to be playing Crux of Fate or End Hostilities. Yeah. Right? This gets you to your End Hostilities and your Crux of Fate a turn faster. Right? It gets you there on turn four, which can be nice. Well, what about a blue-red deck that had... What's that thing that if you return an instant or sorcery deals X to all creatures based on its casting cost? Volcanic Visions? Yeah, like, what if you had Volcanic Visions and you returned... What's the, what, what's the one that's like six mana, I think, and just like draw cards equal to the casting cost of your top card? Oh, yeah, that card you love from the old from the last set? Right? Like, like you, that card you're just like, oh, I reveal an Ugin or I reveal a Dig Through Time. You go draw eight, right? And then... This card being played in concert with all these cards that cost eight, and then also that card itself costs like six. I think that you would have a deck full of very expensive casting costs. <laughs> There's just no way around it. That red card costs seven. I think at the point that you're costing seven for your wrath, no, you know, your your fingers have better be crossed. I, I think I think that you're playing Ojutai Monument or Solengar Monument because you want to cast Crux of Fate or. Yeah. And hostilities on turn four. So are we gonna pass on all five, but then maybe say that I would I would sort of put a pin in Silumgar and Ojitai. Okay. And we're not gonna actually put them in the we're not, I wouldn't actually file. save them, but I wouldn't right. be I would not be surprised to see one of those two show up in a deck. Alright. So so all we have left is green. Yeah. We'll be back after once both our birthdays have passed. And uh, we'll wrap it up. So you figure we'll record the green episode like the week of Magic uh, Magic Origins? Yeah, or 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 an hour before movie time this week. All right. <laughs> All right. So thanks for listening, everybody. Brian David Marshall, Michael J. Flores, Top Eight Magic.